Visit the Hall of Fame during induction weekend. The National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, is like going to heaven before you die. The induction ceremony is free, and there are plenty of family-friendly events all weekend long. Hello, and welcome to episode 114 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I'm Sam Miller in Long Beach, California. In New York is Ben Lindbergh. Ben, how are you doing? I'm okay. I've been waiting since yesterday's episode to find out what you thought of Downton Abbey. Oh my goodness, it, it was just the worst. <laughs> it was so bad. The part where uh, the uh, the uh, ugly old Edith's ugly old suitor catches the, <laughs> the the unnecessary character spiking somebody's drink and right, yes. And she, and she says she says um, something like, "Oh, okay, so they're at the wedding." And uh, she says, come sit with us. And he says, but I'm not family. And she says, you almost are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't talk to you anymore. (laughs) The ratings were incredible. Yeah, sure. America has has voted with its television sets. Yeah, no, I don't even need to respond to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... This is the day that we are going to talk about the Hall of Fame, which is something we like talking about as much as we like talking about the Cincinnati oh, Reds. Do I? I have so many thoughts about Jim Rice. <laughs> I can't. I hope nobody votes him in. <laughs> well, that's that's something I think about or have been thinking about lately because Jim Rice is not someone I think about ever anymore, um, and so that's what I think about. You know, people are upset about all the Hall of Fame ballots and all the articles that have been written, and justifiably so in in some cases, I suppose. Um, But Jim Rice, I haven't thought about the Jim Rice candidacy or the fact that Jim Rice got into the Hall of Fame uh, at all, really, over the last couple of years, except for when someone brings it up to talk about what a disaster it will be if Jack Morris gets in. And... Uh, I guess I would prefer that Jack Morris not get in because I don't think he he measures up to the standards that have been established. But if he does get in, I will be mildly upset about it for about 10 seconds and then I will be over it. Um, I don't know. What, yeah. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to w- disparage anyone who cares about the Hall of Fame because sure. we write about it's a big baseball. Part of our, it was our- yeah, it was a big part of our childhood. Yes, such. we write about baseball for a living, and and nothing we write about is important. And <laughs> I care about Jose Molina framing pitches, which is not any more important, really, in the grand scheme of things, than who gets into the Hall of Fame or who doesn't. Um, Where to put a pit? What? Where to put a pit? Yes, right. You wrote about that. So I don't know. What's your state of mind as far as the Hall of Fame goes these days? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I generally, I, I find like injustice anywhere to be um, annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I see, um, you know, somebody who, like, I feel like anytime I watch somebody do their job at a low level, I think it kind of annoys me. And mm-hmm. anytime I see, you know, a person get rewarded who doesn't deserve it, it kind of annoys me. I mean, I, I'm, I think that this, it was probably up to about two or three years ago. I did care about the Hall of Fame for just that reason, but the the um, the the volume of discussion that we've had 
which is generally, you know, it's it's hard to go very deep in it. It's mm -hmm. it tends to be fairly repetitive, and and not I don't blame anybody for that. It's just there's really not that much new to say, and um, so I don't know. I I think for that reason I've been able to to block it out for the most part, and I don't really care all that much. Jim Rice, uh, in fact, I I would say I don't care at all um, at this point in time. I, I probably will at some point in the future. Edges right now. I'm sort of fatigued by it. Yeah. Jim Rice comes up in my life when um, I want to sort of like I want to make some point about how some player is better than you think he is, or like to show how good he is. And so like I'll I'll look at like oh Joe Maurer has produced more WAR through age 28 than Jim Rice, or <laughs> mm -hmm. hey Mark Ellis has produced three times as much WAR as Jim Rice, or whatever. <laughs> And like I always want to like broadcast that like look at this amazing thing I found JD Drew is better than Jim Rice but it's just so like it feels like it's just it, it's just carrying on this this hard this debate that we finally settled and you know moved on mm -hmm. uh, so I don't really want to keep bringing Jim Rice like that's the problem with Jim Rice is that he he just becomes the guy even after he gets elected. He just becomes the guy whose name you just keep hearing over and over as the example of the bad guy. And if it wasn't Jim Rice, there'd be someone else. It would be like Tony Perez or something like that. And mm -hmm. so I would, I don't know. I, I mean, it, there's obviously no, there's no real loss to it. Um, there's no stakes, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I would say that at this point, the voting is so counterintuitive uh, the way that, the way that it's gotten so complicated and nobody's, you know, Barry Bonds isn't going to get in, that it's hard to take it seriously at all right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't. I, I would say that at this point I just don't take it seriously at all. Yeah. Figure at some point it'll sort of even out again and then once the merits are a little bit clearer then maybe I'll care again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do suspect that it will sort itself out in the long run. Um either through changes in the composition of the voting pool or people just kind of settling down and getting over it or the Hall of Fame realizing that it needs people to get inducted to continue to exist and somehow changing the rules. Are there, are there any rules or anything about the process that you would change, either something really dramatic like taking the vote away from the writers or something or just something as simple as say uh doing away with the the minimum or the maximum 10 player rule which I, uh, which i guess is something i would do away with not that in most years it's ever an issue but uh it seems to be right now and probably will be for the next few years yeah i think the 10 the 10 vote rule is fairly arbitrary and doesn't really serve much of a purpose i, I think that Probably in previous years it backfired, and um, I think that once you kind of get it in your mind that you can vote ten times, you know, you you don't vote ten times. Like in the, I'm not saying that writers were always voting ten times, but I think that there were probably cases where writers would vote four times instead of three, or five times instead of four, because it just seemed like wasting spots in your ballot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, like Tim Marchman today wrote that um, that the vote should be taken from writers. It doesn't sense for writers to have it mm -hmm. they don't really know any more than the average fan does um, and they don't have ownership of it in a way that fans do and I, I think that that's true I don't think writers add anything in terms of knowledge but I also don't know that fan, I don't know who owns the Hall of Fame I mean not literally speaking but like I don't know really 
uh, who's who's got the most at stake. And I mean, I guess theoretically, in a perfect world, I wouldn't mind if it were some like group of historians or right. something. Yeah, or seems to really work. It, I mean, it it like. I don't know that uh, you know historians really you know yeah the, I don't know I mean you could just come up with some sort of panel of I don't know Bill James and John Thorne and a bunch of people who know a lot about baseball um, and do it that way I guess Marchman suggested a just a, a popular vote right just people just fans voting yeah just like the All Star Game or or anything I, I don't really necessarily I don't necessarily think that that would do any better either no. Uh, uh, he sort of said, oh, they do a good enough job on their senators and mayors, and I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the reason that they have a vote for those is because that's a, that's a, it's an issue of enfanchisement, that you, 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 uh, you sort of decide who owns the vote. And in a popular vote, the populace owns the vote um, for, you know, for elected uh, positions. I don't know that that's the case here though i don't know that the uh, that that all human beings alive own an equal share of the hall of fame Mm -hmm. yeah well do you get the sense that the the steroid thing is uh an age issue i i mean it seems that way with with the statistical cases where the people who became baseball writers or became baseball fans before the sabermetric movement or before the mainstream sabermetric movement are still looking at the sort of statistics or just ignoring statistics and voting for people like Jack Morris. And you can see why that would be an age issue. Does it seem to be the case also to you that, that the steroid issue is an age thing or an experience thing that the, just the longer you've been around, the more, I guess, I don't know, the quicker you are to keep everyone out because I don't know why it necessarily should be that way. Um, I mean, the players who are on the ballot now are mostly players that I grew up watching and and you grew up watching. Uh, and if anyone should feel betrayed by by the the steroid use, I feel like it should be me. I was a kid watching McGuire and Bonds and Sosa hitting a ton of home runs and getting all caught up in it and tuning in wherever I was to watch all of Maguire's at-bats. And so if anyone should feel betrayed by that or like they were misled, it would be me, I would think, except I don't feel that way. Um, so I wonder whether that is something that will sort itself out or whether someone who has recently joined the electorate is just as likely to be upset about that as someone who's been in for decades. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm honestly not sure why that is. I, I think it's clearly the case that um, I don't know that when you say young, I don't know for sure that it's young. It might just be um, internety. Like the internety fan is clearly more in favor. I think of of uh, letting steroids users or suspect suspected steroids users in than the non-internety user. User. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the mechanism is there. Like, I don't know if it's because young people are less judgmental or if it's just because, like, old, the old generally just despise the young <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, or I guess that they grew up in a different kind of offensive environment. There was a different offensive environment in baseball at the time that they grew up and they memorized all the old records that were broken by the 
steroid generation of players, and so they are upset about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it is. I mean, it, most people who write about it, um, I don't feel like do a very good job of explaining why they feel the way that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually hard to know how they feel, even though they're writing thousand-word columns every year about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think it was... Rob Nair wrote something about how uh, he has yet to see an explanation of how steroids or more modern PEDs are any different from amphetamine use or anything that might have been used by a previous generation of players, and that maybe we would stop asking that question if anyone answered that question. And I guess that has been what most people are up in arms about this year. It's not just so much that... Jack Morris might get in, and some people think he's a more worthy candidate than Tim Raines or, or going against the numbers. It's also kind of the, the grandstanding and the, the blank ballots and the, and the not submitting ballots and all that sort of showmanship voting, I guess. Or Yeah. yeah. And, and also the, um, the I'm not voting for this guy, even though he never was, you know— mm-hmm tied to steroids because I have sort of like my secret knowledge that I get from my expertise, mm-hmm. you know, is a factor here. Like nobody's actually showing evidence for Bagwell, but there's this kind of innuendo like we know because we know more than you. It's, it seems a bit condescending to the mm-hmm. average fan. Right. Well, we are uh, releasing everyone's ballots at Baseball Perspectus. Obviously, none of our ballots counts except for except for John Parado's, but we will be releasing everyone on the staff's uh, choices if they did have a vote on Wednesday. So we'll see who Baseball Prospectus as a group would have elected had Baseball Prospectus been the the electorate. Um, but I guess we can talk about our ballots, which were very similar. Uh, we both would have voted for 10 players, and I think nine of them were the same. That's right. We both would have voted for Bagwell, Bonds, Clemens, Edgar, Piazza, Reigns, Schilling, Trammell, and Walker. Larry, not Todd. And the only difference was that you voted for Mark McGuire and not Craig Biggio, whereas I voted for Craig Biggio and not Mark McGuire. Uh, I guess I am wondering how many players you would have voted for if you could have voted for more than 10. Would you have added anyone else to the list? I don't know. I, I, it was very hard for me to decide on Biggio, and it was very hard for me to decide on McGuire. So I don't think I would have gone beyond 11, and I, I very nearly did 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. And what's that? I did too, although I think uh, Larry Walker was going to be the one that I would have left off. Yeah, I have not. It's really hard. You know, I actually feel a bit more... Uh, sympathy for people who vote on this because it's really not that easy to to figure out why you think the things you do. I mean, I tweeted the other day that that saying because of his war is the worst argument in the world, except for all the other arguments. It's the only thing that feels uh, to, that feels consistent and that feels like it has some perspective to it. But also, it's like just so depressing to think like that's all you're doing is looking at a at a at a leaderboard and just picking. But I mean, what's the alternative? Like, why wouldn't you do that besides the fact that it's no fun and it kind of 
like I think Marchman described it as an accounting, turning the Hall of Fame into an accounting exercise. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, so like I don't, I mean, every, every, it seems to me that everybody's, the, the stat head ballot, which is pretty consistent. I think almost everybody has almost the same ballot. Yes. Like Poznanski has exactly the same ballot as you do. Yes. And I think Derek had, Der, I saw Derek Cardi's. I think it had maybe one different than you. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so the BGO is definitely on the stat head ballot. And I, like while I was filling this out, I was sort of anticipating, like, well, how am I going to defend this? I know, I know what people will argue against the votes that I've that I've made, and and you know, there's not much to say except, well, you know, his war wasn't like that high, and you know, I figure with margin of error between, you know, that that is inherent in war, I figure he and McGuire are essentially at the same level, and I just think that McGuire was sort of he hit more dingers. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's that in a year. Like that was, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I I could like I said, that it was not easy for me to act. Like I'm very glad I don't have to write 1,200 words on BGO for the hall because mm -hmm. I write about 106. Yeah, I I, I might have voted for McGuire if I had had another vote. I might uh, fake vote for him in the future, and I even thought about. Palmero, he's. I did too. I thought about. I thought about Lofton. Yes, me too. Probably a little more Palmero than Lofton, but yes. Then I looked at the war and I was like, uh, "How am I going to put Palmero <laughs> put Lofton on?" Right. Yeah, I mean, you leave yourself open to criticism from some people, certainly if you if you cite some some win value statistic as a reason to vote for a guy, but if we are voting for the best players and the goal is to put the best players in um then i mean <laughs> what's a better way to do that than than to look at a number that that encapsulates our best attempt at figuring out what someone was worth yeah oh i want yeah no i watched 114 craig biggio <laughs> games over the course of 19 years and that gives me more perspective than a pretty well established uh metric that is aids in the making right nature <laughs> right. I, I mean there's the uh, with BGO if if he had retired say at age uh, 35 would you put him in is it is it the years that he kind of hung on and was bad that that take him off your ballot or just you he wouldn't have been any anyway no you know what would have gotten BGO is in is if I had decided that I didn't trust the defense and basically just regressed all of everybody's defense to mm -hmm. like a third of what they you know of what it actually was to the mean mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. BGO's defense rates really poorly um, and I you know BGO won gold gloves which means nothing but it means a little something and I never knew of BGO as a bad I mean Jeff Kent rates much more highly than BGO on defensive metrics and so I decided that I trust those and that I'm going to take them uh, as significant and, and as something close to accurate. Now there are there are people, and uh, sometimes I think this is the better way to do it, who just think that the the error inherent in these metrics, especially when you go back to the 90s or the 80s or whatever, um, are you know uh, makes it more prudent to simply just you know make defense almost like a like a constant, not 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 even across the board, but almost like a constant. And in that case, Biggio would have made it. I mean, as a, as a hitter playing second base and a base runner playing second base, 
Uh, if center you field and catcher. Yeah, kind of, but mm-hmm. only for three years. Mm-hmm. But if uh, if you assign Biggio an average glove, then he's a Hall of Famer. If you assign Biggio a well below average glove, then he's not. Mm-hmm. So that's what would have made a difference. What would, you asked me if the last few years the hanging on? No, nah, not really. Mm-hmm. Not, probably not at all. I would say not at all. I think he he probably had the peak. It seems to me. His- yeah. The- really good i mean i was i was gonna make a joke about how ben zobrist uh has the better peak than bgo and then i looked and zobrist has been like amazing for four years and actually bgo has the better peak yeah Mm -hmm. so never mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh do you think anyone will get in we have seen uh of course the the baseball think factory tracker that has has counted up about 20% of the vote, something like that. And according to that 20%, no one will get in. Uh, Biggio is close. Jack Morris is close. And there's a whole a show, announcement show, set for Wednesday on MLB Network, which will be very strange if no one gets in. Uh, I will probably be more likely to watch that if no one gets in. Just it to, will be, just be to yeah. It will be as awkward as ever on MLB Network. <laughs> um, do you th- so? I, I'm guessing someone will squeak by. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I uh, it's uh, gosh, I don't know. I think that um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how we should view that track. I mean, it does pretty good, but it it misses by five percent or so. Mm-hmm either direction for most players but the problem is that at the moment nobody is within five percent and i would have i would have guessed before this that morris would have gotten in this year mm-hmm. and he's like 12 percent away so that would be that would have to be very skewed um so i'll say no i'll say nobody gets in that really would be something if uh, a ballot that is so stuffed that we can't fit all the players that we want to put on there onto the ballot and not a single person gets in. That would yeah. be. Well, most people. Uh, that's. I think that's a. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's true. And I don't think that you can blame it on the stuffed ballot because anybody who would get in, uh, is going to get the votes. I mean, people aren't vo- not voting for Bonds because right. he's on their list. Right. And the guys who who would be eleventh on a lot of lists are like Larry Walker and and McGuire. They're not going in no matter what. So, uh, yeah, I think next year. Though then, I mean, I think it's been documented well uh, elsewhere that it's going to be trouble no matter what. Mm-hmm. There have to be some number of voters who are just kind of giving Bonds and Clemens the the slap on the wrist, not first ballot guys, but will eventually come around. Yeah. The, the crazy, the the fun thing about the ballot tracker is that Bonds and Clemens have been exactly identical pretty much every day for right. the last. Yeah, and you figured that they will be. I, it will be fun to see if they are exact. Like, who is the guy who stands up and says, "I voted for Bonds, but not Clement"? <laughs> right, that would be hard to justify. Um, let's see, what else is there to talk about with this Hall of Fame no, stuff? Going more. What? We're going on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like uh, people are just so upset. Like, we should talk about this all day, and and people will listen and and commiserate or something i don't know i mean i i haven't written anything about it really because i don't know what to write other than i mean i could go around 
trashing other people's ballots, which I don't really have any interest in doing, and certainly there's no shortage of people already doing that. Or I could make the case for certain players, but as you mentioned, the case has been made by people who would make the same case year after year after year in, in some of the cases of these players, or the case is just so clear that you don't have to make a case, really. I mean, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are are possibly the, the best hitter and pitcher ever, statistically, or very close. So that just comes down to a, a pure steroids thing. So I don't know. It seems like sort of a, a repetitive debate. And if you believe certain things about player evaluation, then you believe that certain players deserve to be there. And if you believe different things, then you believe different players deserve to be there. Um, I don't know. What else is there to say? Uh, of all the guys on this ballot who are, you know, like, uh, I don't even want to say steroids tainted because they're not necessarily, but who are not going to make the hall this year because of steroids or, <laughs> or who are facing uphill climb because of steroids, uh, because of the steroid era, um, how many of them would be first ballot in a kind of non-steroids neutral environment? Uh, definitely Bonds and Clemens. I would say, I would say definitely Piazza. I would think so, yeah. Um, beyond that, I, I think maybe Bagwell might have been. Yeah, I wonder about Bagwell. Bagwell might have been. And that's... Bagwell maybe. Wouldn't McGuire have been? Uh, yeah, probably. I guess so. And yeah. probably Palmero would have been. Uh, I don't know about that, but I think Palmero would have made it, but I don't think he would I mean, have. with the 500 homers and the 3,000 hits, I think that would have gotten him in, I don't know, pretty quickly. Uh, maybe, maybe. What about Sosa? <sighs> Sosa make it, first off. I think, I think, yes, maybe, probably. I think so. I don't know. The home run totals are huge, so... If you have no reason to doubt the home run totals, I guess he gets in. It's not like uh, a lot of voters are all that concerned about the fact that he didn't walk that much or anything. I don't know. And what do people have against Schilling? Schilling seems like such an easy pass. And does anybody, nobody has him steroids at all? I mean, no. He's, the, he's like literally the guy that Congress brought to <laughs> because he was so clean, right? Yes. Uh, I guess with Schilling, it's just the. I don't think he's good. I, I guess it's the win total, or I don't know. He's uh, he's got 216 wins, and I don't know. Was kind of up and down from year to year sometimes, although excellent overall. Um, I mean, I don't know. You'd think as a as a clean player, or at least a player who has had no suspicions attached to him. And a guy with an incredible postseason record, uh, you'd think that would get him in almost as like a a protest vote about the other guys, if nothing else. But that doesn't seem to be the case either. Well, it do, the guy, it, I don't know how many ballots we've seen that are protest votes for nobody mm -hmm. or the I'm not going to vote any more votes. But um, you would think that they would be overrepresented in the public ballot collecting, right? Because there's no point doing a boycott right. silently at home. You have to make it, you have to make your voice known. So that's the best chance, I think, that Biggio and Bagwell 
and maybe Morris get in is that there's this like that there's this vast oversampling of those guys. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, we'll see. We find out tomorrow at like one or something. Uh, we find out on, yeah, this is, well, if it's, if you're listening on Tuesday, yes, uh, Wednesday afternoon at one or two, something like that coverage starts at 12 and then there will be a couple agonizing hours until we tune in the baseball prospectus for all your announcement needs. Is that right? Do, are we going to have anything? <laughs> I guess uh, you and I can talk about it again on Thursday. If there's anything interesting to talk about, we'll go over the results. Um, what What do you say to uh, people who don't vote for Edgar because of the DH thing? So I have mixed feelings about that. Oh, do you? Yeah. I mean, I I mean, there's the there's the person who says that it doesn't matter that he's a DH because. <laughs> is a position and he was really good at that position so as long as it's a position we put him in um yeah. which i i don't really like that argument uh, okay because i mean you could do the same argument for a relief pitcher or closer and i i just don't think that quite translates uh yeah if a relief pitcher or a closer had 64.4 wins above replacement right. you would put him in right yeah so that's the thing i guess i mean he was just such a good hitter that I would put him in despite the DH thing, even though I count the DH thing against him. Um, then, then I guess there's also the argument that if he had played in a different era, he would have been a bad fielding first baseman instead because yeah. his bat was clearly good enough that he, that he was going to play regardless. Uh, so maybe he would have played first base and been bad at that, but he still would have been in the lineup. I bet there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame who were that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. So we've solved all the, the Hall of Fame problems. No one is upset anymore. Uh, we will be back with a listener email show, I guess, tomorrow. So send us your emails at podcast at baseballperspectus.com. And if you really want us to talk about the Hall of Fame again, you can just send us a whole bunch of Hall of Fame questions. <laughs> or no emails at all. Yeah. Uh, and your protest, You can send your protest emails <laughs> right. that have no question, and then we'll be forced to talk about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes, that's another option. Uh, so we will be back tomorrow.